to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears. Today's show is brought to you by us. My name is Jason. Hey, what's up, Jason? It's KJ. And in this episode, once we actually manage to get this, our 43rd episode going, we review our week by talking softball and the triple G factor. Somehow, Jason guesses my favorite baseball player of all time. And he discusses his kids' schools out for summer. Alice Cooper, 1972, I believe. And while that does complete the quiz portion of our show for this week, we will talk more in Minnesota nice and play Do We Have a Guest? And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and more of those ridiculous Amazon reviews. In this case, not so much Amazon reviews, but ridiculous things on Amazon. Take that! Right, Snowflake? Meow. El Diablo Gato. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, week. things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in, in review. review. Howdy, Jason. So what? Oh, <laughs> so here we are in week 43 of our podcast and we still can't get the intro right 40 at least 43rd time because we yeah. had some bonus episodes that we didn't even mm-hmm. number which is you know a whole other ordeal in itself exactly how are you what is up with you this week <laughs> good is up for me this week Oh, good. Me too. Good. I th- Here's why. Because I'm finally starting to recover from my first recreational softball game in about three years. Oh, okay. I play, it, Tell me about this. It was like three or four days ago, and I'm finally not sore anymore. And that's how you know you're a man. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. how you know you've hit 40 when it takes three days to recover from a oh, rec league softball game. Oh, I found out that I'm 40. I didn't run as fast. I didn't come up the pl- the plays that I normally have, you know, would have made. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it took me a long time to recover. But, and not a but, actually. And w- it was <laughs> awful. This was the worst. This was probably the worst team I've ever played on. We played okay. we played a doubleheader and we lost the first game twenty nine to two. Wait a minute. <laughs> Isn't there some like mercy rule yes, in but it has, League Softball? It has to go five innings. <laughs> so I think they oh. scored twenty five runs in the third inning. And um <laughs> Oh yeah, and the second game was more more of the same. The second game was I think twenty five to one or something like that. And it was so Is bad. Is this one of the is this like the little league where they have like the dads from the other team, the same team, come out and pitch to their team? So it's like <laughs> no, no. You had somebody from their their team pitching to them so that they could get all these hits. Uh, no, but it was okay. You might have thought that, yeah, if you were out there watching. But okay, what they what the other team did do, they actually the the ump came over to us and said, "Well, what what we're gonna do is, if you're okay with it, we're gonna have." this next inning be six outs instead of three outs for us. We were up to bat. I'm sorry, what? Is this T-ball <laughs> softball league? What is going on? 
And at first we're like, well, what do you mean? And, and he said, well, the other team suggested that maybe instead of them batting again, <laughs> that you guys could just do six outs and then, you know, the game will be over. <laughs> just take both sides of the inning. Just take, exactly. you know, the top and the bottom half of the inning. Just go for it. Yeah. So that's when we got <laughs> our two runs. The other team suggested that. Well, the ump didn't want to tell us that at first and then... The, our captain of our team said, well, are they okay with that? And he's like, uh, yeah, they suggested it. <laughs> Is this like in The Simpsons when uh, Mr. Burns pulled in all the major league players and Ken Griffey Jr. got the giant head? <laughs> I didn't see that stuff. episode. Yeah, he pulled in like Wade Boggs and Ken Griffey Jr. and Roger Clemens to play on their like their league, <laughs> their like power plant, you know, league, whatever. That's hilarious. And they're just like crushing teams. You know? no, no, I wouldn't say that the other team was so good. It was just that our team was not wow. good. Yeah. But, you know, we had fun. Now, all of that, yeah, all that stuff aside, the, the highlight for me was there were, there were three elderly. There was a highlight? There was a highlight. There were okay. three elderly ladies there. And supposedly they were there cheering for our team. Oh, I thought you were going to say they were on your team. No, no, they were sitting <laughs> that in the stands. That would make more sense. They were, okay. And, and I was told about these gals. They come every week and they cheer the team on. And they were at least in their 70s, if not early 80s. Mm. And the Hall of Famer happened to be sitting next to them in the bleachers, ending up hearing everything they said. So I, you know, okay. I was given this after the game, but this was the best part for me. They they weren't so much cheering as they were watching the game and sort of talking amongst themselves. So it wasn't like, yay, team, go team. They were basically talking amongst themselves. And I know that when you, you know, when you give up 29 runs, there's little chance, you know, that you're going to be getting any cheering at all. <laughs> and right. a lot of it is due to poor fielding. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't like the, the other team was way better um way better hitters or anything it was poor fielding so i'm told after the game that the cheerleaders were saying to each other every time somebody dropped a ball they were saying stuff like oh you gotta catch that ball with two hands (laughs) (laughs) you gotta stay low with the glove because there was lots of times when the ball would hit the second baseman of of the shortstop in the shins instead of you know getting down with the glove so they'd say you gotta hey, at least stay low. In front of it. Yeah, <laughs> but my personal favorite was that one of these ladies said, "I want to cheer, but there's nothing to cheer about." <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> so that pretty much sums it up. Uh, so, well, the grandma hecklers. Well, yeah. We now we call we first we call them the grandma hecklers, but now we call them triple G, which is gen the, the genteel grumbling grandmas. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and, and I can't wait to. St- you know, I can't wait to see what they've got to say next week. They were fabulous. Cool. So what, what position were you playing mostly? Uh, left center field. Wait a minute. That's a position? In rec league softball, it is. You get four outfielders oh, so you have, for you the have four most outfielders. part. Okay. Yeah. okay. The, league I played, the league I played in when I played like in the, we had like corporate leagues and stuff when I was working a corporate job 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that. We did three outfielders. Oh, yeah. No, they've made it easier for people to put four outfielders out there. I would have pegged you as second base for some reason. Uh, second base is hard for me because I'm left-handed. Oh, so first base then. I played first base a lot, but then, um, you know, and 
probably six to eight years ago when I was playing rec softly, you know, softball league regularly. But then mm -hmm. it got to the point where some gentleman who couldn't throw the ball at me, they threw it way over my head, started complaining that I wasn't a big enough target. And my, oh. my uh, pushback would be just get, you know, get better at throwing. Get good. Yeah. Get good. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, actually, I do enjoy first base, but and I, it makes sense because I'm a lefty. But uh, yeah, I forgot you're a lefty. I kind of asked to be put in the outfield because, to be to be honest, I didn't know. I don't think that we had more than three plays, like actual plays, at first base. Wow. Okay. So there would be a grounder, and there would be no throw. You know, that kind of thing. Because people are going to hit in the shade. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, I mean, I'd like, to, I'd like to try first base again, but I don't know that mm -hmm. that's going to work out. But, yeah, first base, I like the first base a lot. Now, when I played in high school softball, mm -hmm. I was left field. Oh, cool. I always played second base. I like second base. My favorite baseball player of all time was a second baseman, so I always wanted to play second base. But then when I started to play, I realized it's not that easy for a left-hander to play second base. Let me see if I can guess who your favorite baseball player of all time is. I would be really impressed if you got this. Is it Ryan Sandberg? No. Is it... Hmm. Kirby Puckett played outfield, right? Kirby Puckett played outfield. Um, is it... Let me give you a little hint. Yeah, but that'd probably be good. When I was when I was of the age where your favorite baseball player of all time or your favorite player of all time be, is in, most impactful, I was a Detroit mm -hmm. Tigers fan. Oh, it's uh Alan Trammell. No, that he played short, but you're on oh. that that's the team. Um what's this guy? Whitaker, is that his yes. name? Yes. Very Lou impressive. Whitaker? Sweet Lou Whitaker, yes. Number yes. one. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Now when I was also a big Cubs fan at that time, but I was a big fan of Sean Dunstan, shortstop. Oh, okay. I liked Ryan so, Sandberg, so, but Yeah. When did he played second base for the Cubs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. How about that? Huh? How about that? <laughs> good job out of you. So, you only needed two or three clues. I'm feeling the juice. <laughs> so is this a league thing? Like, were you going to continue playing or just like, a, how'd you get involved in this softball team here? Well, uh, I played because someone asked me to, but now all of a sudden I'm getting, <laughs> that's how it starts. Yeah, now all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting the team emails and I'm getting a shirt for next week. And I, I, mm. I kind of said, you know, I don't know how much I'm going to be available, but yes, it's a, it's a weekly league. And that's how they get you. That's how they get you. They, they, they say, hey, why don't you come try this out? And then you're roped into it and you're stuck when you get the T-shirt. It's <laughs> like being a parent, you know. <laughs> They're like, oh, you should have kids. It's great. It's awesome. And then when you have them, you know, you can't really send them back. So yeah, you're stuck. It's a little easier <laughs> for me to um, just, you know, not, not play than it would be to send the children back. Yeah. Plus it's one season versus a lifetime. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to play because I'm so sore. That yeah. it's it's not that I care about losing. I don't. I'm not really competitive when it comes to rec softball. But yeah, I I'm so sore that it's affecting my golf game, and I don't care about rec oh. softball enough to screw up <laughs> my golf game. 
There you go. My elbow. Now we're hurts. getting down to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Priorities. Of course. First priorities. world problems. Yes. Like having kids. Priority. Yes. They're out the window. They're gone. Forget them. <laughs> you don't exist anymore. Yeah. I kid because I love. I love my kids. I kid because I love my kids. Yeah. I kid my kids because I love my kids. Yeah. yeah. There you go. They're great and awful. But. At the same time. All wrapped up into one. It's good days and bad days. Well, good right. hours, good good minutes, bad minutes. It's You know, it all works. It's great. I love it and I hate it. <laughs> it's life. It's the, it's the dichotomy of life wrapped up in, you know, it's like a, um, it's a microcosm of life is your relationship with your kids because you love them so much and some days you want to strangle them. <laughs> Because you, because you love them so much. I mean, you care so much that you are 100% invested and you want to help them and you want them to grow up and have a great life and you want to teach them the right way to live so that it benefits them. It's really, you know, you, you love them so much that uh, you, you almost love them too much in a way. Yeah. I, which yeah, probably doesn't make any sense, that. but, you know. Yeah, it's in, it, you know, when parents have always said, you know, this is going to hurt me more than hurts you or this is, you know, this yeah. punishment, you know, hurts me. It really, it really does. See, now, I always it thought really, that was bogus when I heard it as no, a child. But, that is absolutely true. And I don't have the parent perspective. So that's interesting that you say that. Yeah, it's, it's very true. It's very much a, I love you so much that I never want to you know, cause you to be sad or be anything but like joyful. But at times you have to, you know, you have to do things that are in their best interest, maybe long-term that may be difficult for them right in this moment. So it makes it tough, but I think the best parents out there look at it and go, I'm not thinking about the next minute. I'm thinking about next year and the rest of your life as you grow up and become an adult. So I need to help. You need to help them Balance that between making them happy now and hopefully helping them to achieve a happy life and a good outlook on life later on. So it's 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 a it's it's a mess, but it's an awesome mess. So I know I joke about it a lot, but yeah, I feel good about that. In it this summer, because that's why my parents raised me. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And it is, it is true. And I mean, I've had that discussion with my kids before about if I did not discipline you on this thing, it would really mean that I don't care about you. Right. I don't really care about you. So, I mean, I can see that. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It is what it is. (laughs) It is what it is. (laughs) What is up with you this week? Uh, What's up with me? Um, So my kids are now fully out of school for the summer. Oh, boy. That's what's up with me. And that is basically the only thing that is up with me. And the parents out there will know what I'm talking about. Before you hit the button, please do think twice. Try a slice of Minnesota nice. So next month, it'll be my... July. Yes. At the end of next month, it'll be my third wedding anniversary. Oh, I thought this was a quiz and you were asking me, what's the next month? <laughs> no, but Sorry, you did really well with that. That was quick, huh? Quick on the trigger. Yeah, definitely. Very no. quick on the trigger. Very impressive. Anyway, when we got married, after you know, after the wedding, people typically go on a honeymoon. Yeah. And we went on a three and a half week road trip. 
Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, out west and along the west coast. Um, oh, I've seen pictures, right? Yes, yes. Yep, this was... This is, is this the pictures of, like, standing next to the signs on the side of the road? Yeah, and yeah. All those? Back yeah, in cool. the days of podcast delay, hashtag free Mr. Tony. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but on this road trip, we went to five uh, major league ballparks. Awesome. In our quest to, to go to every major league ballpark. So we went to, let's see, I think we went to Seattle, Denver, L.A. for the Dodgers and Anaheim for the Angels and the Padres. So speaking of the Angels. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Anaheim, exactly. Is that the dumb name that they have? That's the dumb name that they have. I literally cannot, I could not believe that when I heard that a few years ago, whenever they did it, I was like, are you kidding me that the league would let them do this? And (laughs) it's so blatant, like trying to appeal to people of Los Angeles uh and people of Anaheim kind of squeezing in. It's it's so PR generated. Pick one. Come on. (laughs) But so speaking of these angels, the Los Angeles Uh angels of Anaheim, the twins were playing them last week. And when I was watching the games and, you know, I could see the ballpark, obviously, and I was reminded of where I sat and. It reminded me of our trip to that park. So, oh, cool. But one thing that happened while we were there. So at all these parks, we wore our Twins gear or our Cubs gear, my Cubs gear. Because um, I'm not one of those people and, that goes and buys souvenirs from every ballpark. That would get spendy. At least not souvenir clothing. Right. And when you say Twins, you mean the Minneapolis, the, it's the Minnesota Twins, right? right? <laughs> yes, the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota Twins of Minneapolis-St. Paul. <laughs> Would yeah. be the official yeah. name, right? If we're going with the Angels, you know, protocol. Yeah, it would be like that, or maybe it'd be the Minneapolis Twins of St. Paul. Oh, that's good too. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we're walking around the park. Mm-hmm. Was it like a walk in the park? No, it wasn't. We, there's this guy that stops us. He's looking at our Twins gear. He says, the Twins, what do you like them for? They suck. <laughs> Whoa! I know. So we just looked Whoa, at each wait other. Wait a minute. That's what this is said. a stranger. A stranger. And first of all, the angels—you know—they're not that great either, buddy. They weren't three years ago either. They aren't now. Uh-uh. But the twins took three of four from the angels last week. But three years ago, I don't think they were that great either. Eat it, stranger. Eat it, stranger. So we just kind of look at each other and then we're looking at him and say, yeah, you know, they're having a rough year. And we walked away. It's like, why? And so this brings me to my Minnesota nice. Why are people so mean? I mean, I know it's not that. It's <laughs> a good question. It's really not that mean, but I guess the lack of a filter or people's willingness to state, you know, to say stuff that to complete strangers. I don't know if I'll ever get that. Like, it's, Why yeah. would you not just, it's just the don't say anything? Part. Yeah, it's the complete stranger part where nobody asks for your opinion. Wh- who is that going to benefit by you saying that? Exactly. What purpose does that serve? It's just confrontational. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It reminds it's, me of the time, I think I mentioned this on the podcast um, in another Minnesota Nice segment a while back. Do you remember <laughs> when I told you about the time we were walking our dogs and somebody stopped us and complimented Wrigley? the golden retriever, how handsome he was. And then we said, oh, thanks. And then we're about to go. And he stops us again and he says, not so much the little one, though. I don't like little dogs. (laughs) They're too yippy. And it's like, see, 
okay, you could have stopped at the retriever, buddy. Yeah, and but see, I can even see that more than the just stopping somebody and saying, yeah. your team sucks. Ex- I mean, yeah, what are you right, doing? Right. And I appreciate I, honesty and candor. Oh, yeah. But not when it doesn't I, really serve. Do. Well, yeah, but when it doesn't really serve a purpose, I don't think it's necessary. That's exactly right. That, and that's the difference to me between somebody just being a, a jerk, a straight-up jerk, and someone who may be coming across as a jerk right. but has good intentions. Right. Which both of them, you know, I need to work on my coming across as a jerk when I have good intentions. Because what I tend to do is give opinions that maybe people don't necessarily want to hear, but I feel like, you know, if it was me, I would want somebody to tell me or I would want to make this situation or whatever this is that's happening that I'm commenting on. I want it to be the best situation possible. Right. Because I was I was told you're being a jerk a couple of weeks ago in a situation where <laughs> I, I probably was a jerk, but I was focused on trying to make the situation better. And I apologized and said, you know, that I, I should have, you know, not done and said what I said and did. But my goal was to improve the situation and make and get to the best result. Exactly. Yours served a purpose. Yeah. You may not, not saying, have hey, come about it sucks. the right way, but there you go. You, I, I need to work on my delivery, is what, is yeah. what most people tell and me. And I think that's what the gentleman with the dog, he was just that was a case of not um not having a filter. Um, he was just kind of being honest. Like, I like your big dog. I don't like your little dog. But, right. you know, that doesn't team, hurt the anything. The team guy. The team guy yeah, the was guy way worse. The guy at the ballpark was ridiculous. Yeah. 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 That's the, yeah, that's, that's just saying, that's just, that's picking a fight with somebody. It's picking a fight. And it's like, why would you, why, you're such a loser. Why would you choose to root for a loser team? Yeah. <laughs> this is when I wish it was socially and legally acceptable to just punch him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we just tried to be polite and we walked away, but uh, yeah, that's that's probably the way to go. That's I, absolutely the way to go is just ignore it and go. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and I still thank you. That was so nice of you. But, yeah, say something like that. But you still, I still remember it. Just like the guy that said, "Well, I don't like your little dog, but your big dog's pretty hot, pretty cool." No, well, I think that's a human. That one is uh, human trait. Yeah, is to say. Well, what I'm saying is that you remember it. I oh, think it's oh, a. Yeah, yeah. I think it happens for most people that. Someone could get nine compliments on something and get one negative thing. Oh, sure. And they're going to remember and focus on the negative thing, the oh, criticism, sure. or yeah. the, in, in this case, the rude jerk thing. Because that's just how we are as people. I think a lot of people, anyway, are not all people. If I got four or five compliments in a row, I'm appreciative of it. But then if one person says something that they didn't like about it, and it may not even be as bad as saying, hey, your team sucks. It may be, you know, maybe you could have done this a little bit better. Or, or I didn't really like this as much as, you know, maybe these other three or four people that I heard say that they did before me. Uh, I'm going to focus on, okay, the critique, basically. Oh, yeah. And, and constructive criticism, I'm all for. Oh, absolutely. And but you and there, know, there's a it's a fine line, but there is a difference between constructive criticism and just being a jerk. Yeah. What am I supposed to do that the twins suck? Not wear the shirt? Well, you could, you know, get a job yeah. as a scout somehow, maybe intern, um, and then move up through the ranks, the scouting ranks, and then become, you know, the general manager at some point, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road. And then, you know, then you might be able to do something right. about it by getting different players and hiring a new manager and, and that kind of situation. But, you know, uh, that, that seems like a lot of work for one guy saying your team sucks. What a failure I've been. I really need to step yes. it up. I mean, come on. I, what are you, you doing? Well... I can do that. You know what? If I put my mind to it, I can achieve anything. <laughs> okay. 
let's uh, let's rein it in here, uh, American <laughs> Idol contestant. Oh, I I was obviously being sarcastic there. Yes, I'm not a big fan of that statement because it's usually. I mean, there was one point when I wanted to be the first woman, first woman NBA player. No, it isn't going to happen. Even when they no. came in with the WNBA, I'm still not no. good enough. I never will be. Don't tell me I can achieve anything I put my mind to. Well, you can achieve most things that you yeah. put your mind to. You know what you could achieve in that? You, it's it's all how you look at it. Your goal, instead of, you know, I'm going to play in the NBA, your goal could be, I'm going to be the best basketball player I can be. That's right. And you could work on that, and you could achieve that. Yes. Um, but to say, I'm going to, because a lot of times I think when people say that, they look at results versus improvement in themselves. And mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. should set a goal that you can work to a real goal that you can work toward and you can achieve. And this is where it actually true that you can achieve any achieve technically quote unquote, anything is if you're like, okay, I'm going to be the best at this. I can be, or I'm going to, you know, succeed in, in this field. And you can almost always do that. But if you set the result of, I'm going to get this particular job, or I'm going to make this amount of money, or I'm going to be, you know, sell this many records, or I'm going to play in the NBA or some whatever, I'm going to run, you know, in the Olympics. Um, That's that's the wrong way to go about setting goals, I think. Absolutely. But it doesn't play as well. It doesn't play as well to say, um, you know, if you write a song about be the best that you can be, it doesn't play as well as you can achieve anything. (laughs) I, I'll lean back on the audio slave. Be yourself. That's all you can do. Which I mean, we talked about Cornell a few yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, that's that's one of the, that's that's the chorus to one of the audio slave songs. And that's see, that's I true. like that. Be yourself. That's all that you can do. Mm-hmm. Be the best you that you can be. Which and also sounds like Tony Robbins said it, but it kind of sounds like Stuart Smalley to me. Yeah, that's that's true. Right. Well, I mean, Tony Robbins is basically the real life Stuart Smalley, right? <laughs> yeah. Just more, just more aggressive, more macho. Yeah, a lot more teeth and jaw. Absolutely. So the bottom line is: can we just be nicer to each other, or at least just think before we speak? There you go. You know, before you hit the button, just think twice. Yeah, before you tweet. Yeah. Consider how it's going to come across. Mm-hmm. You know, before you tweet out your mouth. Yes. You know what I'll say, though? I'll add to this. Okay, what? Um, Before you put a bumper sticker on your car, Mm -hmm. maybe think about how that's going to come across to other people. Oh. Do you have an an example? Uh, Yeah, I've seen one lately that kind of mystified me that I would like to get your opinion on. Okay. You know these... um, 26.2 26.2 and 13.1. And oh, yeah. I guess, I, I don't know if they make them for 5 and 10Ks, but, you know, you know the marathon and half marathon stickers. Yeah. They look basically, I think they stole the, the design from our Speaking of Tangent sticker, honestly, we need to get our lawyers on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Our yeah, legal I, team needs to investigate. I do. I guess um, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So, I don't have any problem if you want to put a bumper sticker on your car. I mean, not that you need my opinion mm-hmm, or advice mm-hmm. or permission. Was what I'm trying to say, right? But you know, it's that's cool. I, the my kid is an honor student. I I'm never putting that on my car. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if my kid is an honor student. I'm not putting that on my car. In fact, I actually like the one my kid beat up your honor student. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, obviously it's a joke. Um, yeah. But just if you want to do that, 
the thing that bugged me when I saw a car lately was uh, recently was they had a 26.2 and a 13.1 sticker on the same car, <laughs> which I can understand maybe. There's two different people that drive the car, and one of them is 26.2, and one of them is a half. One of them, one of them is run a marathon, and one of them is run, you know, runs half marathons. But if you have to be that petty, in you can't drive the car with the 26.2 on there. You have to put the 13.1 on there because you're not a marathoner like me, uh-huh, even though yeah. we we live together or married or whatever. Um, you just don't be that petty. And secondly, if it's just you. Why do you have both of them on the car? <laughs> if you're doing the 26.2, you've done. We're going to kind of assume you've done the 13.1. I yeah. mean, just Now, here's a question for you. Okay. I've got two points to that. Number 1, if I guess the only way that that would be acceptable to me is if 13.1 was put on first, so they did a half marathon and then they trained and decided they're going to do a 26.2 a year later, but they couldn't get the 13.1 off. So that might be... If you can't get a bumper sticker <laughs> off your car, you got other problems. Okay, so that, that's debunked. Okay, and okay. secondly, yeah. if I've done two half marathons, can I put a 26.2 on my bumper, bumper instead and just get it over with? You can do whatever you want. I'm not doing that. Is it, of course, I'm not putting any bumper stickers on my car. Is it um, is it legal to do it that way, or is that cheating? Um, I technically have run a marathon just you know a year apart. I, I technically have run a marathon in my life. Yes, exactly. I think there's got to be some time limit on it. I would say that you have to do it the twenty six point two at one time. Yes, you know I'm I mean, not a fan of those bumper stickers. My favorite is uh-uh. kind of like you know. My kid beat up your honor, your kids, your honor student. Yeah, which is obviously a joke. Yeah, yeah the ones that say zero point zero. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's sticking it to the people who put the twenty six point two and the thirteen point one, and I'm sure there's probably one for a five k and a ten k and whatever oh, the mileage is. Oh, I think for those. so. Is it what three point three miles or three point two something like that for a five k? I think it's three point one. I should know this. I think it's three point. I mean, 1. I was. Listen, I was a runner. I ran track in high, all throughout high school. We went to like the state quarterfinals in, you know, relays and the, you know, the marathon, not the marathon, but the mile run, you know, the 1500 meters whatever it was. I I was good. I was a good runner in middle school. I set like school records for the, you know, 6th and 7th grade. I Why am I not surprised that you are good at this too? I am not putting a no. We would go and like there would be like weeks where we'd be like, okay, this week we're going to run on, on Wednesday, you know, for in our training, we're going to run intervals the rest of the time. But on Wednesday, we're going to go out and run 10 miles. I mean, mm-hmm. I could have ran a marathon. I could have ran a, certainly a half marathon. I'm not going to, you know, get too hyperbolic and say I could probably could have ran a marathon. I certainly could have trained and ran a marathon. Oh, sure. When I was, you know, absolutely younger. I was a good, I was a above average athlete at distance, certainly at distance running. I'm not putting this on my car. No, no. I think is, that's the official speaking of tangents stand here stance. Yeah. Don't put these on your car. You know, you know, but you should put the speaking of tangents bumper sticker on your car. I'm not even going to yeah, say that. I know. I know. <laughs> I am. I am fully on the side of anti-bumper stickers. Yeah, I, I love putting stickers on other things. I, I'm a, why do you think the person in the car behind you cares what you're doing? Well, it's the same thing as like social media in general, Facebook and and that's Twitter. True. You know, um, or Square. Is it Squarespace where people say, I just checked in at the 
Piggly Wiggly or something. <laughs> I think it's Foursquare or something. Foursquare. Like that. Squarespace is the um, Squarespace is MySpace, we're... isn't it? MySpace yeah. and Square that I put together in my <laughs> well, head. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, in your head, yeah. yeah. And the the other bumper sticker is the stick figure family and the other one. Yes. What, yeah. The guy. Where they have like the dogs and the yeah, yeah. You know, four or five kids and. Those those sometimes are funny. I'm still not putting those on my car. My favorite one of those is I saw one that said the Empire cares nothing for your stick figure family, and it had a Tie Fighter coming down, like swooping down, shooting, and <laughs> killing the stick figures, which made me laugh. You know, and it's not lost on me that we're talking about these type of stickers in the Minnesota Nice segment. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any bumper stickers on your car currently? No. I have a TK show magnet. I will put a magnet on my car, but not a sticker. (laughs) So so the only reason you don't have stickers on your car is that you don't want to mar the finish of the bumper. I really don't want to put stickers on except for TK. Um, I would put a TK sticker on, but yes, that's why I don't put it on there because I don't want to mar the finish. I think this maybe comes back to introvert versus extrovert a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I have a TK Jingle because, sticker on the back of my ukulele. Oh yeah, see, I have stickers all over guitar cases. I have stickers on notebooks. I have stickers like you know just on stuff around my house. Um, I think that's awesome. I think we saw like um, was it Todd Todd Takei that yes. tweeted a, a picture like of a he had like a beer fridge or something that He's had got stickers stickers all, on yeah. it. Yeah. That those are great. I love like going and seeing like all different stuff. Like my refrigerator is loaded with magnets because when I traveled around, you know, traveled for five years all over the place, all over the world, I one thing I collected was if I saw like cool like little magnets. So I've got like you can't even barely see the surface of the refrigerator because of all the magnets on it. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for that. It's I guess it's just the difference between, like I said, introvert and extrovert being very much on the introvert end of the scale. I'm not into putting stuff out there in a public way and I should probably, you know, sympathize, not sympathize. I should probably understand that if you're an extrovert, you want to put this out there. And hey, if you're proud of running a marathon, you you should be. I mean, rightfully so. That's a that's a that's quite the feat to accomplish if you've never, you know, Mm -hmm. certainly for people, if they, you know, didn't run track or whatever, or one athletes in high school, college, and then you get out and you, you train and do that. That's cool. What I'm saying is just not me. It's not for me. Right. It, for you, it feels... The marathon or the sticker. <laughs> for you and pro- and me too, I think it feels sort of in your face. Like it's not something that you would do where you would say, hey, I ran a, 20, I ran a marathon. Look at my bumper sticker. But yeah. other people would do that, which is, yeah. you know, it's what makes, what the, makes world the world go, go round. <laughs> yes. But I'm willing to put TK. I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Yes. It all comes back to Coke for me. I'm waiting for um, my first TK salute. That, you know, that's why I like my bumper sticker. <laughs> I like my magnet because that I want the few people that know, you know, they're in the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, even, even though I, my TK Jingles sticker I have on my uke is not really on my uke. It's taped on. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't, I don't want it to get stuck on there. If I, if you don't I, want to mar the finish. Exactly. You are all about circumventing the sticker. Yes. The whole thing that the sticker is about, you're about getting around that. Uh huh. I like stickers, but I don't. Different ways to avoid it. Yeah. I mean, I can put them on water bottles and and uh, refrigerators and stuff. If I'm not going to resell yeah. the refrigerator, 
Yeah. <laughs> Who is reselling a refrigerator? Is that a thing? I don't think so. Is there a secondary market well, probably. for Probably. Craigslist. That's you can true. buy anything on Craigslist. Literally anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get so out of here. So what you're saying, what what you're saying is, you love stickers, but you hate sticking. That is exactly what I'm saying. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. The producers of Speaking of Tangents would like to inform you that it's cool if you want to have bumper stickers. In fact. Why don't you take a picture and tweet it at these two knuckleheads? Show them what's up. You can reach us on Twitter at SpeakTangents via email, speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com or visit our website, speakingoftangents.com. All right, is that good enough? Can I go now? I mean, that covers us, right, legally? Right? Cool. So, speaking of feedback, do we have any feedback this week? Yes, we do. Speaking of feedback, well, we're going to start with Nosy in 140 at cool. the Lewis Nosy. This is on Twitter. And the Speaking of Tangents in 140. This one cracked me up. Master of Yum. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Male Crimes. Yes. Letters from Joyce. Drinking souls, ketchup and dates. Nice. And, and then he uh, tweeted a picture of, I think it was Love Boat, right? With Dr. Yes, Joy's was, brothers? Yes. Which at one point Which I is, knew this, but I had for completely forgotten that Joy's brothers was on that show. Yes. They I thought had. she was just a, a uh, isn't she like an advice? columnist or something uh, i think she's i think her degree i think her like doctorate is like psychology psychology okay yeah or psychiatry whichever one can't prescribe medicine i think it's psychology okay but i forgot she was on the love boat yeah oh they go look at like the list sometime of people they've had on there. i remember watching that show when i was a kid it is it's like anybody and everybody who has something. It was like a late night talk show now, like where you have like um, like on the Tonight Show or whatever, where they have people come on and promote and like plug stuff that they have coming up. Oh. It was like that as a TV show. It was like, hey, I got something coming up, so I'm going to go on Love Boat and promote <laughs> it. Or I was on this thing, I'm going to keep my you know fame going a little bit longer. It It was a mess of just like random people that you'd be like, and at the time, I didn't think anything about it. You look back at it now, and you're like, what in the world were they doing with this show? And it's basically like, it was a show used to promote other shows on the network or other things that was, were owned by the network. It's just ridiculous. And see, I didn't watch much of it. I think it was just a little bit too early for me. Yeah, what was it, like early 80s, like, or maybe even late 70s? Yeah. I think it was just a... I. One of the earliest shows I remember watching is like Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that was a little bit after Love Boat. Uh, possibly. the uh, The thing that made me laugh though is when that he just randomly put that in there, that picture. Yeah. From the Love Boat intro. Yeah. Which I have seen recently, just a few days before that, because of something that I am investigating, working on for the Jingle Fest coming up. That. Uh, oh lordy. Could be interesting, and I'll leave it as a surprise. But I just, it just, it was hilarious to me. You know, the quantum entanglement um, that yeah. he would pick that at random, and I'm like, 
that is hilarious because I just saw that image or something similar to it. I'd watched those Love Boat intros like just a just a few days before that. That's funny. Yep, the, the hashtag QE is always there. The yes. potential. Yes. Now you know, letters from Joyce was the Joyce gal that wrote from the Jehovah's Witness. Yes. So I thought that was pretty um, pretty funny that he pulled that out of it. <laughs> it's always good to, to hear like what what he can the just the little pieces he gets. Yeah. Out of it. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Lewis. So Patrick Moffat at Moffat Patrick tweeted out a picture of his son at the breakfast table. Making Yes, that was a great picture. Yeah, he said, breakfast with tangents. The standard reaction to an episode in one face. Laughter, confusion, rage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yep, and I said, I I think I tweeted him and said, you know, that away, start them young or something like that. Yeah, he's he's right. Laughter, confusion, rage. That's kind of what we do here. Yep. Now, last week we talked about our, you know, pitted versus unpitted. Mm Mm-hmm. And Jen Babish at JBab Sports Chick says she totally agrees with me on the pitted thing. So she also okay. thinks that when you say pitted, that they're inserting a pit or they're leaving the pit in there. You understand that that doesn't make you too right about it, right? <laughs> well, I'm just saying affirmation, baby. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, and it is super confusing. And Todd, Todd Takei at Tooth Takei. He says pitted equals removed like pants equals removed. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. See Wade Boggs cheers. Nice. And I didn't remember that ep- that episode at all with Wade Boggs and cheers. I didn't either. And um, James A.W. at Vassar Brewer 00. Double mm-hmm. zero? Double zero. We got Wade Boggs pants. It's this or nothing, guys. And then he did a gif of Cheers. I still don't remember that episode, though. I don't either, but... Did Wade Boggs um, lose his pants? It must be... Uh, what I'm guessing is... I mean, since it was set in Boston and they like the Boston teams, right, I imagine right. that it was one where they maybe went to a game and stole Wade Boggs' pants, <laughs> would be my guess. His, is that like, the same his... thing as being pantsed, though? Well, I mean, you remove somebody's pants. Whether it be from their person or maybe from their locker. Maybe they got no. like, his pants from his baseball uniform. I don't think. I have to look that one up. I don't think if you stole the pants out of the locker, it's referred to as being pantsed. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, it's. You're really going to. You're really going to confuse me then. Yeah, well, the funny thing about this is this is another QE moment because Cheers is another show that I have watched the intro for lately. Oh. As a potential. Um, Fabulous project, yeah. So, stay tuned. Couple weeks. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, it's not that important. It's not that good. <laughs> well, your videos are all, always make me laugh. So, hey, who said video? Oh, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Video. Am I wrong? I'll have to wait and see. I bet. There you go. You mm-hmm. answered your own question. Yep. Okay. Remember last week when we talked about the pillows, where they said, "Not tonight," or Woohoo or something. something. Yeah, tonight. Woohoo. Yeah. And the other side said, not tonight. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sean Morrissey at Sean underscore Morrissey tweeted us, (laughs) um, my parents had these pillows growing up. (laughs) And then he he tweeted a gif of, is that, um, who was that? Fozzie Bear. Fozzie Bear. Yeah. Yeah. Doing the the face palm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is perfect. (laughs) 
which cracked me up. And I want to say that we were we were we weren't making fun of the pillows. We were making fun of the comments. <laughs> Yes. The reviews that people left about these pillows. Yes. In particular, the ones that were the grandmother putting him in the kids' playroom, which yeah. didn't seem appropriate. Did not um, seem so appropriate. The question I would say for Sean is, I hope they didn't end up in you know a room that you and your brother or you and your siblings were you know playing in. using as a playroom. Yeah. They could be in a playroom, but you know that's a different <laughs> kind of playroom right there. Definitely. And nothing wrong with that either. And speaking of Coke, you mentioned Coke earlier. It all comes down to Coke for you? Absolutely, yeah. Michael Lee Nelson at M. Lee Nelson said, this is, refers to us talking about drinking souls uh, because of the names on the oh, Coke okay, bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> he says- I, I literally had a moment of- <laughs> That sounds insane. What are, what are you talking? Oh, yeah, I brought that up. Sorry. Yeah. So he, he, it's a quote here, um, and I, I think this is my quote. I'd rather drink Dominic's soul than mine. Yes, I remember you saying that. And yes. then he said, I don't think this is the podcast I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is exactly the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And um, Brad Weiss at one Brad Weiss said, so Coke's new marketing campaign is the plot of Soylent Green. I sense a pattern. <laughs> it's people. <laughs> I wish I could figure out the name of that movie, though. I haven't been able to figure that out yet. Isn't it Soylent Green? It is? Isn't that the name of the movie? Yes, I was making a joke. Oh. <laughs> well, we can always edit that. It's a joke! <laughs> you moron! <laughs> Juice! <laughs> Luke Overby, at Luke Overby, Luke. Se- sent a picture of a Coke bottle with your name on it. Really, they have one with your name? That's kind of like, insert name here. Insert name here. Okay, let me repeat okay. that. It's a picture of a Coke bottle with the name Jason on it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was cool. And he, he says, drinking Jason's soul and it's delicious. <laughs> Hashtag power increasing. Hashtag I now know 20 instruments. Instruments. <laughs> I cracked up when I saw that. <laughs> I was cracked. I was pretty sure was really that good. that um, somebody would do that. Yes, that was perfect. And uh, I'm I'm on the lookout, so I got to now. I guess the ball is in my court, or the Coke is in my freezer, refrigerator, cooler. Yeah. Um, it's now my turn to go, and I have to track down. See, that's the plot of the movie is. The hero gets his soul, which of course is you know the protagonist, the hero. That's me. Uh-huh. Um, gets his soul drinking by the antagonist, which in this case played by Luke. Yes. Um, scene um, would be if like um, when he drinks the one with my name on it and he takes my power, I have like a certain limited amount of time to go out and get one and see if I drink one of him. I don't. Know, not only do I take his power, but I get all mine back. So it's like a cumulative. It's it's basically Highlander of Cokes. You ever seen that movie Highlander? I don't think so. Who's in it? With Christopher Christopher Lambert. Sean Connery's in it too, but he's not really the star. Sean Connery's in it? Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. There one. can be only one. That's where that comes from. Oh. Well It's a anyway. I I would it's, like to see good. somebody find my name on a Coke bottle. Well, you know the only way that's gonna happen. I know. 
is if, you know, the custom-made ones. I think so. I think that is the only way. And one more tweet about Coke. Cool Aunt Claire, at Cool Aunt Claire. Mm -hmm. She says, I have a friend, Dominic, with supernatural ability to know when a woman is pregnant, no matter how early. Watch that Coke, (laughs) Jason. (laughs) I think I got that power from Dominic when I drank that Coke a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, because now I can do that. You can. You've been pretty Mm -hmm. successful as of late. Yeah. Awesome. One for one. Awesome. <laughs> okay. I don't recommend going up to women you don't know and saying, hey, how, how, how far along are you? I don't recommend that either, ever. No, that would be bad. Never, yeah. never. Um, now, I suppose it'd be okay if you went up to them and said, you like the twins? They suck. <laughs> or you could say, you look like you're having twins. <laughs> yeah. Twins suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do any of that. Don't do any of that. All of that is bad. Yes. All right. So we've got some clarifications this week, mostly revolving, mostly revolving dates, as in the fruit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go. Date. uh, Really, it's a fruit. Yes. It seems like it should be a a nut or a legume. No. Legume is a bean, right? Is that what that is? Legume. What? A legume is a bean. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or a bean is a legume. The Hall of Famer heard. Hall of Famer heard our um, heard our discussion on this, and mm-hmm. the response was, "Dates are fruits." <laughs> so, <laughs> just a matter of fact, yeah, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna, you know, participate in this nonsense. Yeah, they're fruits. Yeah, I so that. Matthew Vogel also said the same thing at Vogel Matt. Dates are fruits. My grandmother used to get sugared dates and fill them with peanut butter, which does not sound good to me at all. I think I responded to that and said a date, what I think, when you say date as in the fruit, I think of like a giant almond that tastes like dirt. Yes, you did say that. And I've never actually had a date, so it just seems, it just has that, you know, that um, je ne sais quoi. Well, they do have, even the unsugared dates are pretty Mm -hmm. sweet tasting. Oh, okay. I think. And Luke Overby says there are common fruit in the Middle East. They taste like a sugary fig to me. Hmm. So a sugary wasp. Yeah, basically. Okay. That Thank does not sound appealing to me. Illuminating me on that. Yeah. Jenny Robbins. Now this is important. At Robbins underscore Jenny. Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh my stars," and which I appreciate because I love <laughs> that's that a phrase. Good, yes, that's a lo- great intro. Oh my stars! Speaking of tangents, you may be fearful of dates, but you should be thankful for them because it led to the discussion of nuts. And then she said, "My grandmother always put crushed pecans in the red velvet icing." Glad oh. to know you guys aren't fans, so icing sans nuts. That is important. <laughs> we dodged a Whoa, bullet right did we there. Ever yeah. dodge a bullet. Yes, Ooh. thank you, Jenny, for, for catching that one. Yeah. That's, that's good. Um, Matthew Vogel, again, he was laughing at the cheap trick clues, that, and he put clues in quote, quotation marks, <laughs> had him laughing in front of a bottle of juice. At least it's not a busy aisle. <laughs> yeah, juice! And you said everything comes back to juice, which I laughed. Yes. Yeah. Either juice or Coke, one or the other. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Adam Benson at Benson the underscore comic talking about candy corn. He says, you are all wrong. Candy corn is the bomb. Nope. Nope. 
And I told, nope. you know, I said, you know, you need to check the tape because not everyone said that candy corn was disgusting. I said I liked candy corn. Yeah, yeah, you said you liked it. I, I'm, I'm on the, the, mm-hmm. the definitely the, on the no side of that. And Todd Takei responded because Adam Benson, <laughs> Adam Benson lives in Canada, and Todd Takei yes. responded and said, "Canadian candy must really stink." <laughs> yeah, I left at that. And you know, there's there's quite a few. Ed Butt at EDB nineteen forty seven said he once saw a beautifully layered candy corn cocktail, which I don't even know what that means, and I don't want to taste hmm. that. Yeah, that's like seems like a waste of alcohol to me. Yeah, it does. And double stuff Bob Marley at call me a uh, call underscore me underscore C J C E Yeah, that's C J J A Y. Yeah, that's C J. He said candy corn with three question marks. Such heresy. So he doesn't that like I it either. That I can get behind. Mm-hmm. And then finally on the candy corn front, Robert Berg at R three T two says when you're young, candy corn's great for tossing out for tossing. At a window to signal your GF. A GF. What is that? Gluten-free? Yeah, gluten-free. So to signal you're gluten-free to sneak out of her, her house. You can't eat the stuff, though. No. I, and I, I, I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. And on the candy slash treat list here is Anita from Alaska at Safety Gal AK. She sent us a picture of... Jelly donut Oreos and said, eat it, Judo Fuse. <laughs> well, I appreciate the sentiment. Uh-huh. There is no way I'm eating that. Yeah, and I'm not eating it either. But, you know, I wasn't, she didn't even want me to eat it, which I appreciated. Thank you, Anita. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will not be eating that. Disgusting. <laughs> I tried those peep Oreos and that was bad enough. Yeah, I'm not even going, I'm not even going to attempt that. And I like peep. And Oreos. I don't like mm-hmm. jelly donuts. No, me either. I think there's a waste of a donut. I think it's a waste of a donut. Absolutely. You don't. What? I don't want jelly in my donut. I don't mind custard. No. I like custard filling. Yeah, that's okay. But jelly, uh, uh-uh. no. Which is also why I hate peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Oh well, I love you lost peanut butter me sandwiches. There. I cannot stand when you add. Why you gotta add jelly? Why is jelly because got? Because jelly I mean, at the difference is when you have peanut butter and jelly, the jelly adds a little sweetness to the peanut butter that's not sweet. Nah, jelly donuts is already sweet. A donut is a donut. Yeah. You don't need to add jelly to it. It seems like the donut would be sweeter than the jelly, so you're actually bringing down the donut by putting the jelly in there. You're not helping. You're not helping, but the pe- peanut butter and Why jelly. Why jelly got always ride coattails? It's always got to be dragged along and pulled up by you know the other good foods. Why you gotta have? All this stuff to help jelly out and promote jelly. What has jelly done for you lately? Well, have you ever eaten a jelly sandwich? No. Are you kidding? No, I haven't either. But peanut butter and jelly, that's a combination. That's a winning combination. Hmm. Now, see, if you toast that bread. That's what jelly's done for me. That's what jelly's done for me. I, so I take, oh, I take back okay. my statement. All right. Jelly is great on toast. But anything else, get out of here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't agree with you on peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter yeah. and jelly sandwiches are way better than just peanut butter alone. No! Please don't you know tell me you than... put bananas on peanut butter. Yes. Oh, God. Bananas and peanut butter <sighs> and mayonnaise and potato no, chips. No, no, no. No. In the sandwich. In the same sandwich? Perfect. And you won't eat a oh, peep yeah. Oreo? 
Well, no, of course not. Because the rest, those are different foods that you're combining together. The peanut butter is the main course. The bread is like the holder. And the rest of it is just like condiments. And the potato chips provide that like crunch. It's like the topper. So it's like you're not really combining foods. You're combining different elements of the food spectrum into the perfect sandwich. This is an agree-to-disagree situation. (laughs) Hey, don't knock it till you try it. I'm not trying that. That's like the jelly donut Oreo. Oh, no. Don't even. How how dare you talk down to my sandwich (laughs) by by comparing it to a jelly donut or anything with jelly in it? I'm not comparing it to it. I'm just saying it compares in that I'm not trying. You said you're not trying that, and I'm not (laughs) trying your sandwich. All right, so take the take the potato chips and the mayonnaise out of it. Have you ever had a peanut butter and banana sandwich? No, but I bet you it'd be better than I think. It's awesome. It's really it is really good, and I do like the mayonnaise and potato chips in there too. But I can understand how what people would be like mayonnaise. But yeah. just try peanut butter and put like slice up the bananas, not long ways, you know, like circles, little circles, and put them in there and just see it. But, see what see what it's like. But the main question here now is, how do you peel that banana? <laughs> You peel it? <laughs> oh, so you, you just cut it up and put it in there with the peel. Oh, okay. So the peel stays in there. Okay, I'll try that. Yeah, try that. Now, last we'll week that. you tweeted out a, a cliffhanger about the origin of ketchup that would be revealed yes. on this week's podcast. Yes. So, first of all, a little clarification. Matthew Vogel says he spelled it catsup like my mom did, C A T S U P. But even mm. then, I've only heard it pronounced ketchup. And that's what I was saying mm. about my mom. That's what she, she doesn't say cats up, mm. but she spells it that way. So Matthew and my mom are on the same page, along with me and probably most people on that. Yeah, front. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, now, I agree with that too. Jenny Robbins and Brad Weiss. Jenny Robbins tweeted us an article about ketchup versus cats up, and Brad Weiss mm-hmm. sent us an email. Um, Brad said, I'm not going to try and pronounce this. Are you? Oh, I'll give it a shot. All right. You just read it. When, and when you get to that word, I will throw it. I'll All throw right. out my ridiculous wrong pronunciation. <laughs> Origin of this red condiment can be traced to. Kochop. Or. Ketchup. And then there is that Japanese to Chinese, which That's is a Chinese. Chinese sauce of fermented fish brine. Just like Chaucerate. <laughs> <laughs> which oh that's funny well i mean there you go that that's that's our that's our origin story of ketchup mm-hmm. every every superhero's got because i mean come on ketchup is the superhero of condiments i think we can say right uh i suppose i don't know i don't really like ketchup that much never what's have. a better condiment than ketchup well that's why i said i suppose i don't know that there's a better condiment to me I mean, well, I'm not necessarily saying better. I mean, it's ketchup is kind of like Superman, where it's the best and everything, but really, it's not all that interesting because it's he's the best at everything. So yeah, okay. It's it's just kind of like eh, it's ketchup and it works with everything and it does the job and it gets it done. But you're like, thanks again, Superman, for saving my life. Yeah, it's, it's definitely better than Batman. Mustard. Yeah, definitely. I can say that. But mustard's got that spice. Mustard has, I yeah, I ketchup is better. Yeah, in that I, I would say that. Yeah. And some people would say soy sauce or like something that's soy sauce based, like um, is Worcestershire, is that soy sauce based, I think? I think there is some soy sauce in Worcestershire, but 
it depends on what we're talking about eating as far as condiments go. That's true. I, what I'm trying to say is I think ketchup is the most universal condiment. I think you're right. It can go well with more stuff, I think. Than, and, and some people would you know, throw in like hot sauce, like sriracha or you know some little Texas peat or whatever that they put. Because you, you see some people put hot sauce on everything. And yeah. that's, not my, yeah. that's not my show at all. Uh-uh. And, and, and Jenny Robbins sent an article and mm-hmm. the conclusion basically was ketchup clearly reigns supreme over catsup. Yeah, I think that's very true. And then they have a whole paragraph on why catsup is the inferior term. <laughs> so, you so know, we've had we've gotten the origin story and the the thrilling conclusion to where catsup came from. Yes, and uh, we can we can tweet out that article that um, mm-hmm. Jenny Robbins sent to us. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was uh, I didn't expect that um, there would be a whole origin story of ketchup. I suppose everything has an origin story. Every hero has an origin story. <laughs> True. Do we have any Amazon reviews this week? <laughs> yes. Uh, well, reviews, no, but... Um, oh, okay. Well, yeah, one review, but uh, speaking of catsup, I decided to go to Amazon and just search for catsup, C-A-T-S-U-P, and see what comes up. Okay. See what comes up when you search for catsup. catsup. Yeah, and the first thing that came up I want to talk about is ketchup and mustard cat vitamins. Wait a minute. Repeat that? Ketchup and mustard cat vitamins. Oh my gosh. Um, And the reason I want to bring it up is because it's cats up and meow starred. Oh no. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And there's also there's also pet chup and mutt starred for the dogs. But the cats up and meow starred are the cat vitamins. And I just want to read a little bit of the description of this. Cats, cats up and meow start are the original nutritional condiments for dry cat food. They're gluten-free. The real benefit uh, is an easy and convenient way to ensure your cat is getting the best nutrition you can provide. So pour it on, stand back, and watch them start purring. Oh, wait a minute. It's an actual... Liquidy? It's not a pill? Yeah, yes. It's like a it's like ketchup and mustard. Mixed together. And it looks like the color. Yeah. It's like a bunch of vitamins and stuff. Like it's not obviously the same ingredients as ketchup and mustard. It just looks like it. And the bottle, you could certainly confuse the bottle for a ketchup and mustard, like, you know, certainly like a deli mustard, uh like a what is it? Uh, like a gray poupon or something mm-hmm. like that that have the like a what's is is there a specific kind name for that mustard? Not a yellow mustard, but it's like a brownish. Dijon. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you're saying so, that if I if I have cats and I give them this and I store that in my pantry, I could very easily mistake it mistake it for ketchup and put it on my sandwich. Absolutely. I mean, these have to be stored in the refrigerator. Oh, okay. They have to be refrigerated well, too because they don't have any artificial colors or preservatives, and they go out of their way to say it's GMO, gluten free, in you know, four hundred other things. This just um, in though, all ketchup is gluten free, so is mustard. Yes, naturally. <laughs> this just in. Breaking news. Oh, man. That, that probably qualifies for breaking news here lately. I think anyway. it does, yeah. Um, okay, so it's part about this, though. All right, I got it. Oh, now. yeah. It, when you, you said vitamins, I thought it was a pill. I thought so, too, and then I saw the picture. My favorite thing is that there's one review for this thing, 
My cat won't eat this. That's the entire review. That's it. That is not a ringing endorsement for that product. Nope. <laughs> Which is crazy but, because when you go to Amazon, there is usually always more than one review. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On, on just about anything. Yeah. And which leads me to the main thing I want to talk about for Amazon reviews. Um, and this is not a review at all. This is the description. Do you remember a few weeks back when we did the Bad Boy Rockstar oh, definitely. book review? Yeah. Well, the fourth or fifth thing that came up when I typed in Catsup, C-A-T-S-U-P, in the Amazon is a book called Catsup by Randy Giles. Available in paperback for thirteen seventy five or on Kindle for three ninety nine. Okay. And I'm going to read the entire description. I hope I can get through this. All right. Coco, the family dog, has been dognapped. When <laughs> Snowflake the cat is forced to take over for Coco as Danny's trucking buddy, the fussy feline is at first down on the idea of traveling in an 18-wheeler until she has a change of heart and decides to become the greatest truck-driving cat ever. Conflicts arise when Danny is assigned a bullying partner and his sidekick, a street-tough chihuahua, to haul a high-security load across America. With Halloween right around the corner, it's yowling and howling hilarity as Snowflake, the Gato Diablo, and Paco, a.k.a. Count Dracula, give the bad guys more than they bargain for. All the while, Danny finds himself butting heads with thieves, mobsters, dirty cops, and a beautiful but mysterious woman. Angels and devils collide as Danny's truck. <laughs> Angels and devils collide as Danny's runaway truck plunges down a mountainside with Snowflake at the wheel and bad guys in hot pursuit. Raising one paw to the air, she voices her challenge to a dark world. Take that! <laughs> Available now on Amazon. This, you know what? This is very encouraging for me. Because I feel like I could write a book and get and sell it for you four ninety nine. You absolutely could get a book published. You need to go look this up to see oh the cover. Oh my gosh! It's the it's the shot like of a, like an eighteen wheeler like cab like the truck cab. Okay. With like sp- all these like artificial like like sparkles and like glints like light glints on it. Uh huh. And then there's like this cat. Looks like a drawing, and there's like a cat like in the window that if you did it to the scale, this cat would be like human sized. So I'm wondering if the cat is like it's like an anthro is it anthropomorphic? Yeah. Where the animal is like a human. I wonder if it's like a human cat combination because it talks about the cat driving the 18 wheeler down a hill with the bad guys in pursuit. I mean, just well, I bet you that the cat this thing is ridiculous has been drinking. Dominic's soul or something close to it and his power her powers snowflake's powers have multiplied in order to get her to be a human and <laughs> and be able to drive the semi truck well what about the street tough chihuahua paco aka count dracula well he might have been drinking dracula's soul i have just i have a new goal in my life we were talking about goals before yeah. my goal is to have a new a pet the next pet i get that has an aka as part of its name That'd be great. <laughs> That's a subtitle. Your pet name has a subtitle. Come on. But this, this really, the book is named Cats Up. Cats Up. Like I guess the it's fist, in the, Cats the paws up, up. Dogs Down. I, I don't know. Or like, you know, what's up? Goods Up. Cats Up. Well, I, that's what I was just going to say because I think Brad emailed us and said Cats Up last week after What's Up. 
And that's kind of what this is all about, this cat's up. What yeah. good is up? Um, no, cat's up. There are two reviews for this book, both five stars. That so I would ridiculous. say check it out. Yeah, I can't wait to get started on my novel. There's, I got to sell at least more copies in Cat's Up. Oh, wait a minute. I just found the back cover. Oh, okay. The back cover is an illustration of the cat driving the 18-wheeler like from inside the cab, and it's doing it by like all four paws stretched out. To the steering, like on, it's like riding the steering wheel to drive the, and looking over the, uh, looking over the dash to drive the, to drive the truck. Oh my goodness! Take that! <laughs> Is Paco in the frame? Mm. Just, just the no. snowflake. Just snowflake. El gato diablo. Yeah. Okay, if 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 it's gonna be the devil cat, why is the cat's name Snowflake? I don't know. What snowflake? Street- AKA, AKA, AKA. Easy for me to say. The devil. Yeah. <laughs> and why? Why? What gives the street tough Chihuahua? Literally, that's what it says after its name. What is it? What gives Paco? Which I mean, seems like a decent name for Chihuahua. Yeah. Why does he have the nickname Count Dracula? I don't know. I when you read that, I was expecting the the Paco to also have a Spanish, aka like the Diablo, um, yeah, no, Gato Diablo. I think maybe. And when you threw out Count Dracula, I was a little confused, but hey. Yeah, it's like everything is mixed up in this. Definitely. This... But th- here's the thing: is Coco the family dog has been dognapped. Coco doesn't have like an AKA. Coco doesn't show up later. Like, I, what happened to Coco? Well, Coco obviously doesn't have a good enough name. Therefore, yeah, Coco is easily basically dognapped. Loser. It's basically the it's the Deus Ex Machina to get yeah. What's his cat's name? Snowflake into the truck. I mean, they're basically it's just a it's it's a contrived plot device getting Coco out of there. Just saying, he's been dognapped. It's like it's like starting the story and saying, "Yeah, that kid got kidnapped." Yeah. Okay, now let's get on to the next one. It's what are you doing? So the story's not about trying to find Coco. No, it's just about trying to have a companion in the truck. I know it's 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 so the cat Snowflake can get in the truck. Coco had to get kidnapped. It's hey, you just do what you got to do to get. It's, it's oh so contrived. Gosh. I cannot believe we are analyzing this stupid Why story. Why couldn't this much. the book just start out that the guy has a cat for a companion in the car? Why is oh, the oh, truck? Uh oh. Is this a series? <laughs> is this a series that started out with Coco series. the dog? Might uh, be. Let's see. I don't see any notification that it's in any of a series. That's a good thing. Hmm. I'm just yes. going to go out on a limb there and say it is a good thing. But I am going to click on the author's name and see if it comes up with any more books. But you, nope, but you did the say one. they're both five star reviews, so that's saying yes. something. But they were both obviously. I was asked to give this review. One of them literally said, "Thank you for asking me. Thank you for sending in this book and asking for a review." <laughs> <laughs> hey, no problem asking for reviews. Just don't write it in the review right. with, yeah, that don't. I asked you to get, do the review. Right, you don't do that. So uh, this is that's the only author, book by this author. So I'm guessing we'll have to wait to the prequel, the next book, uh, to find out what happened to Coco, or you know, to learn who Coco is, right? And then we can find out about Coco. Yeah, I think so. 
This also has the view inside, the like look inside, like on oh, Amazon yeah, where you can yeah. flip through the first couple Read of pages. Read the first chapter. Uh, I might do that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the table of contents. <laughs> I'm going to read the chapter titles. Okay. Okay. Daddy comes home. Saying goodbye. Bad company. The bet. Snowflake makes a scene. Heroes come in all sizes. Paco's turn. The search for... Oh, they do search for Coco. The search for Coco. Okay. There it is. But wait, 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 wait. Immediately after the search for Coco, Paco's birthday party. Oh, I thought you were going to say the, the next one was going to be Coco's funeral. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. This is a good one. Paco learned sign language. <laughs> <laughs> I am now fully convinced to buy this book. I might actually go buy it on the Kindle because it's only $4. <laughs> Who done it? Done it spelled D-U-N-N-I-T. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Maybe Whodunit was Halloween. a dog named Dunn. Yeah. Um, not all blondes are alike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is like four books in one. It seems like it. Is that the final chapter? Not all blondes are alike? No, the final chapter is conclusion. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, that makes sense. Very creative <laughs> titles for the chapters. A little on the nose there. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is, um, this could be interesting. Mm-hmm. It could be. Then again, or it, it could might not be. <laughs> it's probably not. <laughs> so that's that's what happens when you search for cats up in Amazon. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. It's like a box of chocolates. Chocolates full of cats up? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else this week? No, I'm actually going to go start writing my novel. Excellent. What's it called? Dogs Down? <laughs> exactly. Okay, bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Visual effects by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. Speaking of animals, Coco, come here, boy. Coco, come here. Come here, Coco. Oh, there you are. Hey, buddy, where you been, bud? I was getting worried about you. I thought you got out there for a minute. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.